0: So much snow and now
1: so much rain. Tonight, from snow to swamp, rising temperatures cause flooding throughout Metro Vancouver. Plus, not out of the woods, why the risk of power outages for many remains and
2: this is the second
3: flight
1: attack plans on today. Working through the backlog at YVR, why some still won't get home for the holidays. Good evening. Thanks for joining us. I'm Colleen Christie. Sarah is off tonight. We begin tonight with breaking news and a tragic consequence of back-to-back storms that have hit the south coast. A man has died after being hit by a vehicle in Langley today as he apparently tried to avoid some pooling water. Our CMP say the pedestrian was walking alone on the road in the 6400 block of Glover Road early this morning when it would have been dark. It's believed he was on the roadway trying to avoid walking in a puddle. He was hit from behind by the driver of an SUV. The driver stayed at the scene and called 911. The man was rushed to hospital but died of his injuries. RCMP say heavy rain and dark conditions at the time contributed to the incident. And the heavy snowfall and icy conditions that paralyzed most of the south coast have created other problems. Warming temperatures and heavy rain have caused localized flooding, making it difficult for drivers and pedestrians to get around until catch basins are unclogged of ice and snow. Travis Passat has more.
0: All that snow and freezing rain quickly turned into something we're more accustomed to plows were still on the road when the rain started falling early Saturday morning. So much snow and now so much rain. Enough to cause localized flooding. Some roads looking more like swimming pools. Some drivers unable to get through all that water. The sidewalks, a slippery, slushy mess worth avoiding.
4: I took the bus on Broadway, just two stations, because I thought at least the bus is... a little bit better than walking.
0: It is a little dangerous to walk. A rainfall warning is in effect for Metro Vancouver with up to 50 millimetres expected to come down. The province standing by in case things get worse.
4: On the lower mainland, Fraser Valley and Vancouver Island, we have pre-positioned sandbags, gabions, which are like wall-like structures filled with sand, and tiger dams, which are stackable orange tubes filled with water. So we are pre-positioned positioning flood assets where they are most likely to be needed.
0: The River Forecast Centre issuing flood watches through the lower mainland and southern half of Vancouver Island with the temperature now above freezing. We've got about 10 to 25 millimetres of stored water within that low elevation snowpack and that's going to start melting as we work our way through the weekend
2: into that, as temperatures warm up.
0: Many catch basins are blocked by mounds of snow. Residents are reminded to clear them. While some are not letting the rain put a damper on their day.
1: Ah! You just have to be careful and mindful, yeah, and run differently, I guess, than I
4: would, like, on a regular day.
0: Officials are bracing for major disruptions. Additional rainfall in that Sunday into Monday period where we will have more accelerated uh, snow melt up through into mid-elevations, as well as uh, moderate to heavy rainfall, and this is the period we're most concerned about. Travis Prasad, Global News.
1: Both the Alex Fraser and Portman bridges reopened to traffic today after the spans were closed for most of yesterday due to hazardous driving conditions. Have a look at this. Plows led the first cars across the Alex Fraser after it reopened early this morning. It took until midday for the Portman to be reopened as crews had to clear snow and ice, including clogged drains. Ice pellets and freezing rain on Friday increased the possibility that ice chunks would fall from the cables onto the bridge deck, prompting the closures by the transportation ministry. The risk of freezing rain remains in parts of the Fraser Valley and Fraser Canyon, increasing the risk of power outages. BC Hydro is warning customers that more heavy and freezing rain in the forecast will add more weight to branches, causing them to fall on power lines. It's advising those in the Fraser Valley, Hope and Agassiz in particular, to prepare for outages.
5: So it's kind of a combination. So it's the snow that was already on the trees, then with the additional moisture that comes from the freezing rain, uh, that tends to weigh down the trees and branches and essentially kind of coat them in ice, which makes the trees and branches more brittle and more likely to fall down onto our electrical equipment. So obviously something that we've been planning for all week, uh, something that we're continuing to keep a very close eye on, but we know that it does have the potential to cause significant outages, and that's something that we continue to pay a close eye on today.
1: To the latest on the situation at Vancouver International Airport. YVR staff and the airlines say they are now focused this Christmas weekend on clearing the backlog from the past week's storms here in B.C. and across the continent that left many travellers stranded for days. Paul Johnson has an update.
3: Blowing some holiday season smooth jazz at YVR. If there was ever a time when the airport's musicians could soothe the nerves... This past week saw peak demand for that service. I'm trying to get to Toronto. We caught up with Kevin in the Air Canada rebooking lineup, likely one of the more stressful places at YVR Saturday. Everyone here is well aware of the weather challenges the continent's entire airline system is facing. What remains aggravating, though, is the frequent lack of information. I've heard through the grapevine uh, from Air Canada employees that there's no more bookings for today. And the grapevine may be the worst way to find out your family Christmas is going to happen late or not at all. Recognizing the psychology of that, YVR president Tamara Vrooman was out with another in-person update Saturday. Airline PR people take note.
6: The best answer that passengers and people want to hear is yes, everything's fine, you're going to get to your family uh, destination as planned. But the second best answer is no Uh, and here's why. The worst answer is we're not sure or nobody's telling you or you can't get information.
3: As for the things the airport can control, it's dramatically different from a few days ago. YVR is fully operational now. International service has resumed and more than 90% of scheduled flights are departing. The problem now is working through the backlog and coping with cascading cancellations resulting from severe weather elsewhere. YVR has covered the cost of hotels for some stranded travelers and others can crash for a bit in this cot city they've established in a quiet part of the terminal. Consider this woman's story. 15 hours flying from New Zealand, then four hours in that Air Canada lineup.
4: Well, I'm, I'm a very patient person. It's not, I'm
6: not the only one that's having to put
3: up with it. At YVR, Paul Johnson, Global News.
1: OK, for more on what we can expect over the next 12 hours, the Christmas Day forecast, senior meteorologist Christy Gordon joins us. Christy.
5: Colleen, I'd love to say that we have some relief in sight, but we really don't. We still have... Oh- It just ended as we speak, but we still have a rainfall warning in place for the Metro Vancouver and uh, West Fraser Valley region where we are going to continue to see rainfall. Now, it's going to ease overnight, but we've got two more storms on deck, bringing more rain for our Christmas Day and even more substantial rain for our Boxing Day. In total, we could see another 30 to 50 millimeters of rain. Now, in addition to that, we have winter storm warnings in effect, and that includes the East Fraser Valley. Continued risk of freezing rain expected right into tomorrow. Sea to sky high. And all of the mountain passes east of Hope still expecting the risk of freezing rain, uh, mixed precipitation, so not great driving. Hopefully not too many people will need to drive tomorrow. Colleen, back to you. Uh,
1: Good advice. Thanks so much, Christy. Oh, this week's storm forced an Edmonton family to embark on a white-knuckle adventure. Following a vacation in Hawaii, they landed in Vancouver and were told the final leg of their trip to Alberta had been cancelled. So, with no options to rebook the flight, and against advice, they rented a car and drove through the night to get home.
0: It was uh, quite the excursion going through the Coquihalla in uh, longest night of the year uh, over the hard packed snow and uh, blowing snow and it was kind
1: of treacherous but we made it. Dale says by the time they got home his arms were sore from gripping the steering wheel so tightly. A fire broke out inside an apartment building in Coquitlam this afternoon, forcing the residents of more than a dozen suites from their homes this Christmas weekend. Coquitlam Fire Rescue says the fire happened in the hallway of the building on Cottonwood Avenue and Marshall Street. Firefighters quickly put it out. There were no reported injuries and the cause is undetermined. But those living in 15 units have been told they'll have to find somewhere else to stay tonight. A B.C. family who lost everything in a house fire earlier this month is thankful for a small Christmas miracle. Clifford Alec's home in Marble Canyon near Cache Creek went up in flames December 16th. Despite a community effort to fight the the, uh, apparent chimney fire that destroyed the house, Alec, his wife, and their 16-year-old son did escape with the clothes on their backs, but their two cats did not make it out. The next morning, Alec went back inside to salvage what he could and found Kuro hiding in blankets in his son's bedroom. The other cat, Cole, also emerged from the ashes. Alec's daughter has started a GoFundMe to help her family rebuild. A Burnaby single mother of three who lost her home to a fire earlier this month will be able to celebrate the holidays thanks to a generous support from the community. Allison Whale and her children, including daughter with cerebral palsy, will have a roof over their heads thanks to New Westminster Burnaby MP Peter Julian and Accent Inns. The Whale's home was destroyed December 3rd when a fire broke out at her suite at Evergreen Place. The family was left homeless and had struggled to extend their stay at the hotel where they had, were temporarily located. That is, until Julian's office stepped in.
4: We just thank everybody, everybody who uh, has helped us in our time of need because we've had a really rough time, right? So this just, you know, hopefully will set us for 2023 on a positive note. So thank you all so much
0: number of businesses and local organizations have stepped up uh, so that they can have a Christmas uh, that is uh, more in keeping with the kind of family Christmas we'd like to see every family in Canada have. Uh, It's tragic circumstances, the fire of course, and what we've seen is uh, a bunch of people in our community stepping up.
1: Julian's office is now looking for a permanent home for the family. And the recent storms temporarily halted mail delivery by Canada Post to many parts of B.C., including delivery to some so- of some social assistance checks in the days leading up to Christmas. A partial statement from the Social Development and Poverty Reduction Ministry says, due to extreme weather, we are aware of delays by Canada Post delivering checks via mail. We are reissuing checks when possible. All ministry service offices have received checks. Offices are closed December 26th and 27th and will reopen for regular business hours December 28th. It adds most recipients are on direct deposit or picked up their checks from service offices and that a vast majority are not affected, but it could not say how many people are impacted. Two new texting scams targeting people this holiday weekend. We'll tell you about those plus. We were really shocked and very upset. The pipe problems that kept plumbers on the south coast swamped today with water, water everywhere. And later how a dog trapped beneath a boulder is saved from certain death in frigid weather. One problem after another caused by this week's back-to-back winter storms. First snow and ice, and now the rapid thaw that has homes and business owners scrambling to book plumbers to fix burst pipes during the holiday weekend. Kamal Karamali has more.
7: A frozen wasteland turned into a flooding disaster. The quick pivot from below freezing temperatures to a rainfall warning causing pipes to thaw and burst across the Lower Mainland. When we found out that the pipe had burst, we were really shocked and very upset. Tom Little and Michelle Morissette vacationing in Mexico when a pipe burst inside their home. Now a dark cloud over their sunny getaway as they try and deal with the aftermath. We've We've been in the house for 40 years and nothing like this ever happened. Water lines have been bursting across the lower mainland, including sprinkler systems. Even drain pipes along many homes and businesses blocked by ice. And in some cases, they've even had to saw the drain pipe in half so that water can get through.
8: Just like in this mall right here, uh, we've had to actually cut some of the roof line off just to let it drain onto, unfortunately, the back of their
7: property many also dealing with the increased risk of roofs collapsing. Oh, it's been disastrous. We've had non-stop calls,
8: burst pipes, uh, roof flooding. Some roofs have actually collapsed.
7: A sprinkler line bursting forced the evacuation of a Safeway in Surrey this week. Plumbers and restoration companies flooded with demand when they don't have the staff to
9: respond over the Christmas weekend. Uh, We've had more than 1,000 calls uh, come in in the last 24 hours. That's just from the Lower Mainland itself. Leaving
7: vacationers drowning in worry. Not a great Christmas present, let me put it that way. Many will have to wait days for repairs up to their necks in costs, dealing with thousands of dollars in damages. Now hoping insurance companies will throw them a life raft. Kamel Karamali, Global News.
1: A surprising scene for drivers heading into a retail car park in Richmond this morning. The car park flooded. Driving on a little further, the source of the water is clear. A sprinkler pipe burst at a number of different spots on the line, creating waterfalls in the parkade. The leak stopped about an hour later. West Shore RCMP have seized and returned $100,000 in stolen property after an investigation into a theft crime spree that began in September. Police recovered a stolen moving truck full of personal belongings in Shirley West of Victoria and raided a home in Colwood where stolen items were allegedly being stored, including tools from construction site break-ins. Three suspects were arrested. 36-year-old Nicholas Banks is charged with possessing property obtained by crime and trafficking in stolen property. RCMP are still searching for a skid steer loaded loader and an excavator bob cap atop a flat truck trailer reported stolen from decadence construction. Crews in Kelowna have been clearing snow day and night for the past week. Ahead of today's last-minute shopping, contractors were out late last night clearing the parking lots at the malls and Walmart shopping centers. City crews have also been hard at work on the roads, but the city and RCMP are still warning drivers to be careful. Yet another text message scam to watch for tonight. Fraudsters continue to prey on consumers during the holiday season. If you receive texts claiming to be from DHL or another courier or delivery company stating your package cannot be delivered because of a Canada border fee, do not click on any links or press yes to pay. This is a scam. Often these texts will have spelling errors, which is another clue they are fake. And the City of Vancouver is warning about a parking ticket scam. If you receive a text saying you need to pay an overdue parking ticket, do not click on any of the links or provide payment details. Delete the message and or report it to your phone provider. The City says it does not notify the public about parking fines through texting or social media. Bad weather right across the country is causing problems, including for passengers stuck for hours on stalled via rail trains with little food or bathroom facilities. And how some good Samaritans helped Santa with package deliveries that were in jeopardy. Palestinian police erected barriers in Bethlehem's main Manger Square today, preparing for Christmas Eve celebrations. Bethlehem hosts thousands of foreign tourists and pilgrims who come to visit the city's holy sites, including the Church of the Nativity, built at the site where many believe Jesus was born. Before the pandemic, Bethlehem would host thousands of Christian pilgrims from around the world. Parts of the prairies and eastern Canada are dealing with the aftermath of powerful winter storms, storms that have also upended many travelers' holiday plans. In southern Ontario, some who were grounded when their flights were cancelled managed to get on a train, only to be left stranded on the tracks, Omar Khan reports.
2: Wind gusts destroyed trees and a disastrous storm has led passengers stuck on via rail passenger trains for more than a dozen hours in Cobourg during their Christmas journeys.
10: It's supposed to be a five to six hour ride, but it turned out to be more than 20 hours.
2: A journey from Montreal to Toronto, which departed Friday afternoon, went sideways. Trees on the track a destroyed engine car, and more led to significant delays. Others tried to make the best of a bad situation.
10: Honestly, it helped that we were together. We were just... One day
6: we'll <laughs> look back and this will be the funniest joke ever.
2: Kate and Catherine had family drive to Coburg to pick them up. The trains allegedly kept charging for food, then ran out. People only getting cookies and water, which was also running out. In one train, only a single toilet was in use. The situation was especially dreadful for those who were compromised. Justin Lyons' 75-year-old grandmother is type 1 diabetic and was without food and sleep for over a dozen hours. I feel degraded with myself because uh, I couldn't have enough strength to help my grandmother. At Union Station, Pauline McNally spent the night waiting for her brother who has a mental disability. Noting the Via Rail app kept saying the train was about to arrive.
5: I can't not be here. If the train arrived, I, I, I have to be here.
2: Transportation Minister Omar al Gabra weighing in, calling the situation unacceptable. Then, on Saturday around 1 p.m., VIA Rail canceled all trips for the day, leaving some in dismay. And they told us at the
0: beginning that there was going to be a slightly delay, and at the end, like 10 minutes after, they said
2: the trains were canceled. For those who were stranded, they remain appalled at VIA Rail's communication.
0: The pace of information coming from VIA was completely unacceptable. I think there's like this Canadian sense of politeness where we don't demand information, we just kind of follow what we hear and it really did not suit the situation today.
2: Passengers say they're confounded that the organization had no contingency plans in
10: action for the storm. Maybe can you know have more measurement in place just in case of snowstorm because we are living in Canada. This is expected.
2: Rescue trains arrived on Saturday afternoon so people in Coburg could finally make it to the GTA almost 24
1: hours later. Amar
2: Khan, Global News.
1: But it gets worse. A CN rail wagon has derailed near Grafton, Ontario. Via says because of that, it's now cancelling all of tomorrow's scheduled trips headed out of Toronto to Ottawa and Montreal. In Health Matters tonight, a new study has found pregnant women who stick to a Mediterranean diet have a lower risk of preeclampsia or high blood pressure. The study from Cedar sinai Medical Center tracked health outcomes for those on the anti-inflammatory diet, which emphasizes vegetables, whole grains, fish and olive oil. It found an overall lower risk of pregnancy complications, including a 28% lower risk of preeclampsia. The diet was also associated with a lower risk of gestational diabetes. Christy is here with the forecast next, plus how some good Samaritans have saved Christmas. And we check in on Santa's journey around the world with a little help from NORAD. Next.
3: You're watching Global BC.
1: Sasquatch Mountain in Agassiz will remain closed through Sunday due to the extreme weather's impact on the resort's utilities. Sasquatch was forced to shut down water service late Friday due to the extreme cold. While slick road conditions are now improving with the rain, the ski resort says creeks have overflowed and the bottom of Sasquatch is completely flooded. The mountain is expecting another 50 millimeters of rain tomorrow. Staff are closely monitoring the situation with the utilities and weather to determine if they can open by Monday. Okay, Christy Gordon joins us now with a look at our forecast. Christy.
5: Thanks so much, Colleen. It's a tough go for anyone traveling, as you mentioned, with Sasquatch Mountain, numerous areas uh, dealing with stuff like that. But I'm also thinking about Santa trying to get through all of the various locations around the world. And we have so much weather going on. All right. So these are the the look at the um, warnings that are in place right now. As we talked about earlier, the rainfall warning has ended for the South Coast, but we still have more rain on deck. We've got two systems. One will move in tomorrow and another one on Boxing Day. Meanwhile, we have a number of winter storm warnings in effect. We have a special weather statement. The key here is, is that precipitation is going to continue. It's still very cold down below, so warm air riding up and over is causing mixed pre- precipitation. A lot of areas are seeing ice pellets, and we still have the risk of freezing rain. So travel will not be great in all the areas, especially in through the Fraser Canyon, Coquihalla, as well as Allison Pass. So this is where we sit right now. Conditions are going to ease overnight, but then that next wave will move onshore tomorrow morning. So widespread rainfall for the South Coast tomorrow morning as everyone's ro- opening Christmas presents. And then it spreads further inland throughout the day. So for those of you in the interior, that precipitation will continue through the latter part of the day. So it may be tough uh, coming and going from Christmas dinner. So if you can avoid that, I recommend doing so. And as I mentioned, we've got another wave that's going to move on shore for Boxing Day. So making even worse uh, travel conditions as we head into Boxing Day. Quick look at how much more moisture is on the way. We could see anywhere from 20 to 50 millimeters of rain. So we're dealing with significant flooding and I'm not expecting much relief as we are going to continue to see precipitation over the next several days. Uh, Here's a look at tomorrow's forecast, your Christmas day forecast, everyone. So for our region, much milder, we're expecting highs of seven to nine degrees across the south coast and potentially 10 across Metro Vancouver. Freezing levels are going to climb not only tomorrow, but on Boxing Day as well. So not only are we contending with heavy rain over the next couple of days, but also significant snowmelt will continue on the local mountains, and that will add to the amount of moisture that's coming down and causing the pooling water and the localized flooding, as you well know. Not much relief in the days to come, Colleen, but at least uh, for anyone that doesn't like to drive around in snow, I guess that's some good news. The snow is definitely disappearing. Back to you. that is the one
1: bright spot. The forecast mm-hmm. thanks so much christy those tasked with delivering christmas gifts to metro vancouver santa's four-wheeled helpers have been put to the test this week drivers had to navigate snow slush and freezing rain to get packages out on time and on friday as Kristen robinson reports one amazon driver got a surprise on his route
4: Imagine being a delivery driver on a deadline in a snowstorm. These slopes can be unforgiving. The residential streets of Coquitlam, no different.
1: Yeah, he got stuck by just by the, probably like two houses down. I saw he was kind of struggling, so I just decided like, yeah, I go to help him.
4: Just days before Christmas, Pavel knew there had to be precious cargo on board. And since he always has a tow rope at the ready,
1: uh, if I'm going to see anybody, I I'll, I'll, I'll like to help if I can. Right. Uh, carrying my one one of my friend, he gave me this recovery strap. So now I'm just carrying with me in my truck all the time.
4: The Good Samaritan hooked the Amazon driver up and pulled him out of trouble, so he could drop off his holiday packages in time.
1: Just make to some uh, good deeds for somebody.
4: Pretty cool. He bought yeah. this truck a couple of
6: years ago and he, he always wanted to try pulling somebody out, so I guess he got his chance. I think it's nice
4: that he's helping people Yeah. and so other people get
6: their
7: gifts. Basically, maybe uh, you just save the Christmas for somebody.
4: The prime time backing appreciated by this Amazon Santa. Merry,
1: Merry, Christmas. Christmas. Merry
4: Christmas. Kristen Robinson, Global News.
1: Millions of children around the world are focused on the activities of one man and his team of reindeer. The folks at NORAD are providing this live stream of where Santa Claus is right now, as he makes his annual journey around the world, dropping off Christmas presents in every corner of the globe. It appears he is in South America right now, in Brazil to be specific. And uh, you know what? If he's in South America, He's got another place to hit as he heads north.
9: Mm-hmm.
1: North America.
9: Yes, for sure. And I mm-hmm. hope that he's got uh, slickers for the reindeer because we know what a wet dog smells like. Wet reindeer, <laughs> twice as bad. So Good point. Or for Santa's sake, I hope hope he's prepared.
1: Thanks, Bear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what do you got coming up?
9: Well, it's uh, pretty much uh, the NFL's day today on Christmas Eve. Usually they play Sunday, but with Christmas Day being uh, tomorrow, the, most of the games are today, including the Seahawks. They had a really uh, tough matchup in Kansas City against the Chiefs, one of the best teams in the league And the way Seattle is struggling. Yeah, we didn't expect too much, and that's pretty much the way it went. But the good news is all the teams that they're battling with also lost. So in a way, the Seahawks uh, <clears throat> treaded water today, which a lot of people around here have been doing, mm. apparently. And uh, the Canucks are off until Tuesday, but they did win uh, last night in Edmonton. We'll take a look back and uh, hear from the Canucks, who must be enjoying the Christmas break a lot better after winning two in a row.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's the Christmas present mm-hmm. they were hoping for. Yes, for, for I'm sure. sure. Thanks so much, Barry. All right. When we come back, the Christmas one family didn't foresee a year ago.
2: Now I am in the miracle. I'm here. It's a miracle.
1: Ukrainian refugees adopt new traditions in their new country. Next.
3: Happy holidays from all of us here at Global BC.
1: With the war continuing to rage in Ukraine, many of those who fled to the safety of Canada, often leaving family behind, are facing their first Christmas away from home. As Chris Chacon reports, many are eager to embrace new traditions in a new country.
10: A Singing
8: Jingle Bells in English is just one of the many new traditions this Ukrainian family is learning for the holidays.
10: It's our first Canadian Christmas and we uh, really want to spend this time with uh, family and our new Canadian friends.
8: Happy moments like this have been few and far between for this family since Russia went to war in Ukraine.
10: The day we uh, ran away from the war we driving the car and I thought we will never be happy again.
8: Ksenia Smirnova along with her sister, mom and two kids were able to flee Kharkiv and travel to Edmonton in May. Her husband had to stay behind. While it took him longer to go through the process, he was able to join his family just in time for the holidays.
10: We met him at the airport. It was really heart-touching day to see him again. After half a year, we didn't see each other.
5: When I came here, it was the best moment and uh, it's, uh, it was amazing.
8: The family is now looking forward to celebrating both a Canadian Christmas on the 25th and a Ukrainian Christmas January 7th.
10: We didn't uh, well, know about Canadian traditions before. Now we will uh, read everything and ask our Canadian friends and we will do the same you do here every, day, uh, every year.
8: Michael Thomas has helped this family and many other Ukrainian newcomers and says he's working to make this Christmas a memorable one.
9: We donate and purchase uh, Christmas trees, bring toys for kids, share our holiday recipes and traditions, invite them for meals, throw parties for them to meet each other and meet with us. Happy
8: distractions, Thomas says, to help take their minds off the war back home.
10: Oh, we miss Ukraine very much. Uh, I uh, Very often I think about the war is, uh, will end and how will, we will go there and where we will go and what will we do. It's now, it, now it's my dreams.
8: <laughs> While they're unsure when they can go back, for now the family is focusing on creating new traditions in their new home in Edmonton.
2: We always saw this uh, uh, western movie, uh, Christmas movie and for us it was like a miracle. But now I am in the miracle. I'm here. It's a miracle.
1: Chris
8: Chacon, Global News.
1: How nice. Stay with us. Barry has sports next. What's this?
5: He was actually wedged underneath this big rock here.
1: The rescue story that could have had a very different ending for one Okanagan family. What made the difference? Coming up.
3: Greetings from all of us here
0: at Global News.
9: Be part of the BC Cancer Foundation's Beyond Belief campaign. BC is at a critical turning point in cancer research and care. With your help, the potential is beyond belief. Your gift will advance cancer care innovation and bring it to every British Columbian. Donate today at gobeyondbelief.ca. Country superstar Luke Holmes is coming to Vancouver on his world tour in 2023. Be there at BC Place as he takes the stage with special guests Riley Green, Laney Wilson, Flatland Cavalry, and Brent Cobb. For Our BC, I'm Michael Newman.
3: Our BC is brought to you in part by the Salvation Army. Join the army of givers and give to a Christmas cattle this holiday season.
1: Barry's here with sports, and as we await the man in red, Mm -hmm. it wasn't a really great day for the guys in green.
9: Not great uh, for the Seahawks. I'm I'm just hoping Santa had a good day with his NFL fantasy team. Let's hope. He's very very competitive. (laughs) You know, he's always on his phone. He's over <laughs> at Brazil now checking to make sure uh, that all of his guys got points. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Colleen. Uh, after a 6-3 and three start, the Seahawks have uh, fallen on hard times. They've dropped 4-5 of five and are now a bit of a long shot to make the playoffs. Today, not given much of a chance to break that losing streak as they were in Kansas City to take on the 11-3 Chiefs, a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Sunny day, but very cold in KC. Game time, temp minus 10 Celsius, minus 18 with the wind chill, but the Chiefs offense not affected. Patrick Mahomes flipped to Kadarius Tony. A bit of a bobble, but secure. Here is it. Nice move to get in the end zone for the touchdown. 7-0 Chiefs. Mahomes, 11-18, 125 yards in the opening half. And he will hit Travis Kelsey here. Great touch on that throw. Drops it in the bucket, as they say. Great touch in the cold weather. But uh, that's why he's one of the best in the biz. That leads to this Mahomes to Jarek McKinnon touchdown. Little spin move there to get into the end zone. 14-0 Chiefs in control. Seahawks literally nothing going offensively until late in the half. Geno Smith into the end zone for DK Metcalf who makes the catch but could not get both feet down. Hawks get a field goal out of it but trail 17-3 at the break. Seahawks did get the run game going in the third but just could not finish drives. This is one of four fourth down attempts they could not convert short of the first down there. Now to the fourth quarter, Mahomes will hit his favorite target, Travis Kelsey. Pretty much every game they hit a big gainer, and this is uh, the one for the Chiefs. A 52-yarder that led to another KC touchdown by Mahomes, actually, 24-3. Seattle did finally get into the end zone late. Geno Smith to the tight end, Noah Fant, but Seattle outclassed 24-10. 24-10. to The Hawks fifth loss in six games. They're now 7-8. and eight, Still alive for the playoffs, but now cannot afford a loss in their final two games. Seahawks now needed help so that they can stay alive in the playoff hunt. Washington Commanders at San Francisco. Commanders began the day a half game up on Seattle for the final playoff spot in the NFC. Second quarter tied at 7. Brock Purdy doing a great job at QB since Jimmy Garoppolo went down with a broken foot. Purdy Perfect delivery to George Kittle for the touchdown, 14-7 49ers later in the second, same combination. Purdy rolls out, finds Kittle, and big George does the rest, rumbling for his second touchdown of the game. That's his fourth TD in the last two weeks, 21-14 San Francisco at the half. Washington was down 16 in the fourth, but Carson Wentz goes to Curtis Samuel for the touchdown. So Washington's still alive, 30-20. But the Niners would put it away late fourth after a fourth down conversion. Christian McCaffrey runs it in, and the Niners do the Hawks a big favor, beating Washington 37 Eight straight win for San Fran. Commanders 7-7-1. Seven, seven so if Seattle can win their last two and Washington splits their last two, Seattle would get in. Seahawks hoping to get one more favor from Carolina hosting Detroit. Lions entered the day 7-7. Seven and seven. Same as Seattle, but the Seahawks own the tiebreaker because of their win over the Lions. Second quarter tied at 7. Sam Darnold. Runs it in for the touchdown. Carolina up seven. Then late in the half, Deonta Foreman from 40 yards out. Panthers had an amazing 320 rushing yards today. They round it down the Hawks' throats a few weeks ago as well, and they keep piling on. Darnold uh, finds DJ Moore, who uh, breaks the plane before fumbling. It's another touchdown. 37-23. Carolina still alive to catch Tampa in the week NFC South. Lines drop to seven and eight, which is good news for the Hawks. Kirk Cousins and the Vikings hosting the New York Giants. Another team the Seahawks could conceivably catch in the standings. Pick it up fourth quarter. Cousins. Over the middle to Justin Jefferson, who makes a great catch to haul it in and lunges in for the touchdown. Jefferson leading the NFL with 123 catches and over 1,700 receiving yards. Those are both new Minnesota receiving records. But the Giants respond a minute later. Saquon Barkley busts one up the gut. 27-yard touchdown for Barkley. The Giants got the two-pointer, tying the game at 24. Minnesota, though, still had time, and on the final play, Greg Joseph lines it up from 61 yards out. Now it's indoors, so optimum conditions, but that's a long way out, and Joseph drills it. A career high. Vikings win their 11th one-score game this year. That's a new NFL record, 27-24. So the Hawks got help in all three games today. And we've got one more NFL, big NFC, or at least two more. Big NFC East battle, 13-1 Eagles at the 10-4 Cowboys. Dallas still with a remote chance to catch Philly for the NFC East title. No Jalen Hurts at quarterback for the Eagles, but Garner Minshew came in, played pretty well, tied at 27. Hits uh, Devontae Smith for the 13-yard score, his second TD pass of the game. Eagles led by seven, but back come Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Dak will find C.D. Lamb for his second touchdown of the game, and we're tied 34-34. Now, the Cowboys kicked a couple of field goals to take the lead, but Minshew and the Eagles had one last chance, fourth and ten. End zone pass, though, falls incomplete, and the Cowboys win it. They go to 11-4. They can still catch the Eagles for the division title if they win their last two, and Philly loses its last two. All right, one more NFL to show you. Bills and Bears from Chicago. No chase Claypool for the Bears ruled out with a knee injury. Tight game at the half, but Buffalo took over in the second. Devin Singletary takes it. Inside and the dash is 35 yards for the touchdown, 14 to 10. Bills really took it to the Bears on the ground. James Cook from 27 yards out as a touchdown, 254 rushing yards today for Buffalo. And then Josh Allen, who's pretty good running the ball himself, will seal it with a four-yard touchdown run. And the Bills clinch another AFC East title, 35-13 over the Bears as the Bills continue to be the number one seed in the AFC with a 12 in 3 record. The Canucks will have a much merrier Christmas after one of their better efforts of the season last night in Edmonton. No surprise. Vancouver put together a solid effort on the road. They've now won seven in a row on enemy ice after their 5-2 comeback victory over the Oilers. Bo Horvat had a four point night and journeyman goalie Colin Delia was fantastic in his first start as a Canuck as Vancouver gets back to the 500 mark after 33 games and they get to enjoy some positive vibes until they resume action Tuesday
4: home to the Sharks. I'm really proud of the guys, the way they stepped up, and, um, you know, it's not an easy back-to-back for us, you know, time change and, and the travel and, and everything going on. So, you know, for us to play with the way we did tonight, obviously, it wasn't the, the best start, but, I mean, you know, we, we finished strong and and um, Deals, obviously, played unbelievable you know, for us tonight.
6: Yeah, I think for me, my prerogative was just to take all of the emotion and energy out of it, you know, kind of zap it, um, you know, from Edmonton's perspective, you know, and give, give my guys a little life and, um, you know, kind of inject that back into us and, you know, just uh, try to play
0: big and make a couple stops so the boys could, you know, do their thing. You know, it's been an interesting year for us, to say the least. You know, we don't have any quit in there, which is a really positive thing, even though we have you know, games where we have some breakdowns and letdowns. But, you know, that was one of our better games, just to, for the fact of getting it at three in the morning and having a quick turnaround against a team that's ready and really, obviously, very dangerous. And, you know, the pound of kill was huge for us tonight, the power got one, and our third period was one of our best of the year for sure.
9: And they're home to the Sharks Tuesday. I bought tickets for the family for that one. So Canucks, be on notice. You better entertain us again. Which I was at the last one too, the one where they beat uh, Seattle oh, at,
1: good in a shootout. So well, maybe you're a good ne- luck charm.
9: So far, I am. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Thanks, Bear. Okay.
1: Stay with us. Up next, how one dog managed to rescue another dog from certain death. You'll want to see the story. Um, that is that is interesting. So what is christmas eve without a christmas miracle that's what one family is calling their story their four-legged family member was trapped outside overnight in freezing temperatures jasmine king explains how one pet helped save the other's life go go get it go get it
6: krista berrigan is overjoyed to be reunited with her dog firefox after a scare he went missing while playing outside
5: We went over to the neighbor's house and then the other neighbor's
6: house and thought, well, where is he? He's not anywhere around. It's crazy. Berrigan and her partner were calling out to their four-legged friend, looking for him throughout their neighborhood before eventually turning to social media. The whole city came together and really helped us. And there was people out looking for a dog up and down this road. We looked over at Wiltsey. We went as far as an because there was all kinds of signs. The family gave up the search for the night and returned the next morning, this time Berrigan bringing her other dog Chrome along. And when she started to play near a certain spot, Berrigan took a closer look and spotted some orange fur. He was actually wedged underneath this big rock here. The family tried moving and lifting the boulder to get Firefox out, but there wasn't enough room for the dog to escape. That's when the family called in the cavalry. Firefighters came in because we needed weight for people to to, to actually get the, the rock and the boulder out so that he would come out successfully because we thought the boulder would fall back in on top of him. Firefox suddenly scooted out from under the rubble and was reunited with his family and best buddy, Chrome. Berrigan says it makes this holiday season even more special. It is my Christmas miracle. And without getting too emotional, it was, um, I don't think anybody needs to go through what we went through, but I cannot... Um, thank anybody, uh, like all the community, that they did here. Although it's believed Firefox was trapped under the rock for over 16 hours, he came out without a scratch. Jasmine King, Global News.
1: Oh, I love a happy ending. Okay, we have Mm -hmm. another check of where Santa is right now as he delivers gifts around the world tonight. According to NORAD, which is keeping track of Kris Kringle, he is currently in Haiti and the Dominican Republic, heading north. Uh, Now, there may be numerous storms around the globe right now, but it doesn't appear that the weather is hampering him at all. Of course, he's got Rudolph, you know, Mm -hmm. so that that doesn't hurt. Yeah. And Christine, Mm -hmm. you you can give us one last look at what we're expecting.
5: Yeah, hopefully sand is able to fly up above most of the bad weather. But down below, at least it will be mild for him. But we are expecting conditions to ease off overnight. We're already starting to see the rain ease off. But it will pick up once again through the day on Christmas Day and Boxing Day. Those two days, we could see another 20 to 50 millimeters of rain. It is going to be mild and we could see some melting snow in the mountains. So I'm not expecting the localized flooding to ease too much over the next little while, unfortunately.
1: Okay, thanks so much, Christy. Mm-hmm. And thank you for joining us us uh, from all of us here at Global News. Merry Christmas and Mm -hmm. Happy Holidays.
5: Merry Christmas everyone.